World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, I don't know if you know this or not. Uh, I, I've, got my, I've got my war gear on today. I'm an embattled warrior prepared to occupy. My sister Jane went to uh, Goodwill. She always does that. Jane's always buying junk at Goodwill. She found me an FBI hat. So I got my FBI hat on today. Uh, because the truth is, you don't know you don't know who to trust, right? There's probably some FBI guys in here, right? So uh, I just kind of make, making a statement uh, that, to, to realize that there's a difference between being in a war and being at war. To be at a war is like to be go to a football game and you're at the game. There's a difference between that and being in the game. And unfortunately, for most of us, we have confused us two. We think being at the game is the same as being in the game. We think being at war is the same as being in war. And I believe that the Lord is calling more of us to go in war, to get in the war, to get in the battle, to get in the game. Many of you are, and I salute you, and I thank God for all of you. Roger, you got your hand up. I don't know if you just left it up in the pre-show or not. Yes, uh, I did. I'm sorry. Okay, that's all right, buddy. So, look, look I, got, I got some great stuff for you, man. It's great stuff. But our dear friend Joe Carrico is on a – he's on a ministry retreat. Get, he's on a – get some communion. We're going to take communion right now. Joe is on a ministry retreat somewhere in the mountains of California at 4 o'clock in the morning, slept in a tent, and got up to lead us in – communion this morning. So Joe, I want you to know that we appreciate it and we'll get your duties done. If you want to go crawl back in that tent, you're, okay. you're, you're, you're welcome to be able to do that, brother. So go, go ahead, Joe. And uh, by the way, uh, do you think, are there very many people doing this? You think, are there very many groups doing online communion together? I don't, I don't think they are. It'd be a great trend to start, wouldn't it? Go ahead, Joe. Okay. Uh, Spencer, if we could have the verses. Go ahead, Joe. They're up there with okay. you. Um, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations wow. also knowing that tribulation worketh patience. And patience, experience, and experience, hope. Amen. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Thank you, Lord. For when, for when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. In due time. In due time. When about when it was due. Yep, go ahead. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man would some even dare to die. Mm. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day that you've given us, that our lungs are full and our hearts beat, and we are here together through the technology that allows us to have this 
congregation all across this country and sometimes a few others. And we are grateful that, Lord, that you are moving in our country now that you are in process of restoring it to its godly roots, to the Constitution that was based on your word, to our rights that spring from you, not from a soulless government. And we are even more grateful, Lord, for having a God that gave his only begotten son, that we who believe in him may not perish but have everlasting life. So we ask you to forgive our transgressions, bring us cleansed into your sight, bless this bread and drink, represent the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ that was shed for us two millennia ago. And help us walk the path you would have us walk. Thank the things you would have us think. Do and say the things you would have us do and say. And Lord, perhaps let people, let others that we encounter see you in us. If, it's a, if we can allow that to be by how we think, do, act, and say. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink it of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for your faithfulness to us and your willingness to get up and do all that and say hi to all of our brothers out there and um, be blessed. If you want to go back to sleep, brother, nobody here cares. All right. Yeah, uh, I think you know uh, our speaker last night, uh, Scott Kesterson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's here. Cool, cool. Got a good Thank crew you, there, Joe. buddy. Okay. Blessings to you, Joe. Thank, thank you. Amen. Amen. Uh, boy, f folks, Holy Spirit's all over me today. <laughs> It's a good thing. I, was mow I mowed my grass yesterday. You guys know what happens. I mow my grass, right? <laughs> Mel, I go ahead. Liberty Mel, come on. I see you got your hand up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, just, just a couple of things. You talk about getting in the battle. Um, you know, one of the things that you can do to, to get in the battle is um, join the SWAT team. You know, the spiritual weapons and tactics. It's not really something that you join, but it's it's a place where you can print out the third day declarations that we um, declared on September 17th. So this is an ongoing action. I encourage all of you to print it out. Keep it in your car with you, um, wherever you are. Mostly when you're out and about, just declare that around you know around your town and wherever you're at. So I've got I've got mine printed in there in my car, and um, I've got my staking stuff with me that if I ever, you know, get the urge or if the Holy Spirit, you know, kind of directs me to stake something or declare something, I just got it right there. So I encourage you to, to use that. The other one that is there, um, but from a year ago, are the repentance prayers that um, Craig put together. I think those two combined are, would be really powerful just to have with you all the time. The other thing I want to mention are the two events that I that I um, talked about earlier in the week. Tomorrow, the resistance chicks are having a revival down near Cincinnati. So if you're in that area, um, check out the events page of the Liberty Action Network, the resistance chicks neighborhood revival. And then a week from tomorrow, the ladies um, are going to be at a retreat at Piedmont Lake, which is at Camp Presmont, which is kind of in um, central southeastern Ohio. So anybody in the area that wants to join Michelle and I at the ladies retreat, it's going to be really nice. It's a beautiful spot. So um, that's all I've got, Coach. Thanks. It's just a day. It's just an afternoon event. Bobby Lee's putting one on also at the same time for the men down in, uh, not men, I'm sorry, for the 
Kentucky Salt and Light Brigade down there as well. I got a lot going on. And uh, <laughs> my my loyalties are torn. I got about seven places I, I need to be. And, the ladies retreat goes from 10 until 4. So it's kind of, it includes lunch and it'll be a really nice time. So thank you. That's right. And Bobby's event's the same thing. It's a, it's an a afternoon event, even into the evening. So uh, you don't have to spend money staying overnight and all that kind of stuff. So it's all good. I want to look. Uh, thanks, Mel. Thanks. Uh, I was up early this morning. And uh, Lord, where, where do you want me to go here now? All right, I'll do that. Isaiah 53, pull that up. And you know, I had the strangest thing happen when I was on the lawnmower. Hey, are you looking at me? I hate the FBI. And I wonder what the FBI would look like if men like me were in the FBI. If God-fearing men who love Christ were at the head of the FBI, would it be Isaac Yoder to be thrown in jail? Would it be Pastor Bill Dunphy that would be arrested? No, no. And so if you're, not, if you're out there and you're not smart enough to understand and recognize the difference between good and evil, and if you're not smart enough to understand that when you remove the light and when you remove the salt, this is what you get. This is what you get. And for how many generations now have the pastors been telling us not to get involved, don't get involved, don't get involved. And here we are. We're eating the fruit of it, folks. We're eating the fruit of it. I'm an embattled warrior. Embattled. That, I'm an embattled. That means, well, look it up, John. Who is it, Spence? Look it up. Embattled. I'm embattled. I'm embattled. Remember? Huh? I talk about prefixes. Embattled. What does it mean to be embattled? Furnished with battlements and in a heraldry, having the outline resembling a battlement as, a, as an ordinary, having been the place of the battle. I was embattled. M means in, put into. I'm, in, it's, I'm surrounded. You are embattled right now, whether you realize it or not. We're, in, we're all embattled. Amen. It's a spiritual war. But friends, it's, it's, it's physical. They locked, they locked up Isaac Yoder. They want to lock up Bill Dunphy. And the pastors don't care. Churches don't care. Nobody cares. So I put my hat on, not to taunt the FBI. I ain't trying to taunt them, let them know that, it, hey, they, hey, friends, they represent a different kingdom. You understand that? You understand? They serve a different king. Huh? And why else? Why else would they be so upset that we would go to Washington, D.C.? Because they don't want anybody thinking that we can tread on their king. We're already at war. So I was, I was on my mower yesterday. This is fresh off the Holy Spirit, by the way. I was on my mower yesterday and just, you know, my mower's mowing and I'm thinking and I'm praying and, and just going about. And the Holy Spirit said something to me so profound, so profound. It said to me, was Jesus a happy guy? That's what the Holy Spirit said to me. And I stopped for a minute. No, I didn't stop. I pondered for a minute. Happy? Was Jesus Joel Osteen and Rick Warren? And was he happy? I said, Lord, where is that? He said, Isaiah 53. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. Talking about the Lord. And as a root out of the dry ground. He hath no form of nor comeliness. And he was a homely guy. And when we shall see him, we're not going to say, man, that, that is one handsome dude. Woo, look at Jesus. Wow. Put him on GQ. No. In fact, he's despised. He's rejected of men. He's a man of sorrows. We're talking about a 33-year-old guy. He's a man of sorrows. He's acquainted with grief. Are you kidding me? This is how they're describing him? We hid it as if it were our faces from him. He was despised. We didn't even honor him. But he's born, surely borne our griefs. He had his own griefs. He had his own sorrows. 
He was heartbroken every day to look and see what was going on. He wasn't a happy, flappy, happy-go-lucky guy. Yet we did not esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Hey, folks, he didn't have a good life. He certainly didn't have his best life. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Because he let all that happen to him, we're healed. But all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of all of us. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he didn't open up his mouth, try to defend himself. Why? Because he was on a mission to die. He is bought as a land of the slaughter, as a sheep before her shears is done. He didn't even open up his mouth and make a defense. Why? He's on a mission. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. And he was cut out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people. He paid the price for it. He made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. He laid in that same, all those rich people, all those rich people who are dead, he laid with them. Because he had done no violence. Neither was there any deceit in his mouth. He had it pleased the Lord to bruise him. More than bruise him, right? He had put him to grief. This was a this was not a happy guy. Now wait a minute. He was joyful that the joy of the Lord was his, he had joy. He wasn't happy. He wasn't, he, he, <laughs> he wasn't living his best life now, friends. Wow. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul. He shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant just lift thy many, for he shall bear their iniquities. I'm, I'm going to stop there. Wasn't a happy guy. <laughs> he wasn't a happy dude. I think he was laser focused. I think he had eyes of fire. I think when he opened his mouth and he spoke the truth, it penetrated the hearts of men. I'm going to tell you this. You can search all you want to, and you will not find the complete and total love gospel in the life of Jesus Christ. You won't find it. He loved us. And greater love is no man than this, and he would lay down his life for his friends. He demonstrated it. And he spoke about the love for one another. But that wasn't his focus of mission here on earth. I'm telling you, it wasn't. He was an embattled warrior. From the moment he appeared, he was an embattled warrior. And that's not the gospel we're getting, is it, friends? It's not the gospel we're getting. But we're starting to. So I want to encourage you something today. It's really just kind of, I said, Lord, are you kidding me, Lord? Are you kidding me? It's like when we went down and we did the, the Georgia Guidestones. And then a few months later, Craig's got all those numbers somewhere. A few months later, they fall down, <laughs> right? We said, oh, that's just a quinky dink. That's just a quinky dink. Everything we do, we go and we do things. Hey, folks, are you ready? We went to Chappaqua, New York, and we destroyed Hillary Clinton's future. Anybody, political future. Anybody, anybody want to disagree with that? Anybody out there? From the day we went to Chappaqua, New York, Hillary Clinton was on a death spiral politically. Huh? You with me? She's no influence at all. No influence. We could go, I could go on and on and on and on. But God bless my brother, Randy. Where is it? Where is it? Let me get over here. 
God bless my brother, Randy. Don't forget Charles Jennings on Monday and Tuesday. You don't want to miss it. Uh, pull it up. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where? Another court victory. Pull it up. You guys, you guys probably didn't see this, did you? Probably didn't see this. Just a quinky dink. Just a quinky dink. How about this? This the court in where is it? Where is it? The appeals court yesterday ruled that you do not have to use pronouns in school. <laughs> that the government has no right to tell you if you call yourself a she and I know you're a he, the government says the school cannot punish a child for saying what they think. Mm. What school? I'm, I'm goosebumping. I'm goosebumping. Scroll down. Play, go ahead and play it real quick. Hang on, hang on, hang on. 56 years after it exempted anti-war teenagers from First Amendment protections while on campus, a federal appeals court in America's heartland affirmed students' free speech rights in public schools on an equally contentious subject today. The St. Louis base. Who went to St. Louis? Who went to St. Louis? Come on, who, who went there? Who went to St. Louis? Coach, it was Randy Conway, Kevin Van Story, and Rick Simpson. Uh, <laughs> the St. Louis-based 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals issued a preliminary injunction Monday against an Iowa school district policy that threatened suspension and expulsion for intentional and persistent refusal to respect a peer's gender identity, finding it likely too vague to survive legal scrutiny. In other words, you don't have to call them by their pronouns. Hallelujah. Which we already, you guys, do you understand? Oh, man, I'm goosebumping. Do you understand the dagger this is to the heart of the transgender movement? A school district cannot avoid the strictures of the First Amendment simply by defining certain speech as bullying or harassment as did the Lindmar Community School District, the three-judge panel ruled in a case that drew friend of the court briefs by dozens of conservatives and religious groups and 18 Republican-led states in favor of the plaintiffs. A similar group of court watchers is asking in Boston, <laughs> the first sense, who went to Boston? Who went to Boston? Huh? A same group as overseas Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island to also overturn a lower court's ruling that students do not have the right to assert the existence of sexual binary while on school grounds. The flurry of court activity related to identity in school district in Wisconsin. Randy, do you see what you started? Do you see what you started, Randy? Folks? Uh, go at to the top. Go at to the top. I don't hear anybody out there. Amen. I'm about. I'm about ready to get up and go run. I'm ready to go run. Go play, play this. Play Hallelujah. This. Runs very. Doctrination runs very deep. If it's already impacting, uh, you know, attorneys general, judges, uh, it's it's insane. And you know, I would take this moment to say that this ruling, in my view, aligns with what I see as schools approach and even government's approach to creating a problem, then creating a solution to solve the problem. So here we have the schools creating this, quote, problem of kids wanting to transition. Uh, as I've said in the past, five-year-olds do not go to kindergarten thinking about changing their sexual identity. No to learn and to play with kids on the playground, but yeah. schools are indoctrinating the children. So then they feel pressured to make these changes and that creates a problem. And then you want to hide it from parents. And then the government wants to come in or the school officials and defend the child's position, a position that they actually brainwash the child to have. And so it, it's just the twilight zone to hear uh, government officials at this level rendering these types of opinions. Well, do, you guys, do you get what she just said? See, the school district indoctrinates the children into transgenderism, which creates a problem not only in the school, but at home and everywhere. And then the government comes in with a solution to hammer down Christians again. This is how the game is played. But no more. No more. Because why? 
because Randy got the vision from God that we're going to go reclaim this for the cause of Christ. Huh? This is like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Man, oh man, oh man. We're just getting started. We're just getting started. Wow. Poem number five. This kind, I'm making this kind of a flea flicker. For, I got some good stuff. But I want I want to hear from you guys today. Poem number five. Columbus dispatched today. Is that it? Is that the right one? Yeah, number five. That's not it. Hey, folks, this is this is government. This is this is government. This so. Can I? Am I allowed to say piss? Am I? Am I allowed to say that? Like, like would I be allowed? You to can say, say it, Coach. You would can I be say, allowed to say this pisses me off. Would I be allowed to say that? I'm, if I'm not allowed to say it, I apologize. This really pisses me off. With everything we got going on, they got they got illegals coming over the border. They're trying to cut off the dingalings of little children. They're making us wear masks. All this tyrannical government coming on. And look here, Governor DeWine. That's our governor. He's about about three foot eight tall. No kidding. He explains what to expect with Ohio's new distracted driving law. You guys hear the other day when I read the commentary, policing the law abiding. Remember that? Scroll down here. You know what we now have here in Ohio? Oh, yeah. Make everybody safe. Make everybody safe. Uh, They can pull you over now. And give you a ticket if they think you were texting while driving. Uh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Well, wait a minute! Wireless phones, text message devices, personal digital assistance, computers, including laptops or tablets, devices capable of displaying a video, movie, broadcast, television, image, other substantially similar wireless devices that are designed to use to communicate, text, initiate or receive communication or exchange. <laughs> you do that! You are a criminal. Midget Mike. What's that, Jeff? Midget Mike. Midget Mike. That's what Midget we named him. And people, the people applaud this stuff. See, they applaud this stuff. Always government in the name of safety. Penalties for Ohio's distracted driving law. Can you believe that? Distracted driving law. What does it do? A distracted driving law? Thing. <laughs> it starts Thursday. It's already started. Or maybe it's next Thursday. So now cops are going to sit on the street. They're not going to get drug traffickers. They're not going to get child molesters. They're not going to get child traffickers. They're going to get you on your cell phone. Policing the law abiding. That's what's going on. Come on in, Bobby. Yeah, to follow up on yesterday's topic and to touch on this, listen, how do you destroy a nation? You destroy its men, right? So uh, most of our alpha males are in jail, and it seems like there's a felony for everything, right? So uh, as you drive across, as we all drive across the nation and look off the sideways, (laughs) highways, these big, beautiful prison industrial complexes that can't be packed full enough, the men continue to be in drug and alcohol places, placements, the destroyed family, the removal of the man from the home. All of you people out there, all of you sheeple out there that love the laws and the FBI, you you people, you indoctrinated college, college indoctrinated people that can't arrest people quick enough. We're all about to get hurt real bad because of the intentional destruction of man. I ran a group with 12 guys about uh, three days ago, and there's always loud talking, yelling, and sometimes screaming, getting points across. You know how guys are when they're excited talking over each other. got to keep it down. Somebody knocked on my door. It was a nurse, right? A a woman, a nurse. What's all the yelling and screaming in here? And and I said, that's testosterone. Smell it. (laughs) That's testosterone. Smell it. Amen. Amen. Good one, Bobby. Oh, my goodness. Lord, do I want to do that? What do you want me to do here? Hmm. Hey, folks, uh, poem number six. Republicans are dead. The best thing that will ever happen is the destruction of the Republican Party. We either have to reclaim it 
or destroy it. Because the idea that these guys represent us, uh, I don't I don't know who Patrick McCarthy is. I don't know who he is. But I want you to listen to this. So eight conservatives have successfully ousted Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. Much of the conservative punditry is angry. What does that tell us? Stop there, Matt. Eight guys, eight, eight conservatives stood up and threw that SOB out. And what does it tell us? What? They're angry. It tells us that all those rhinos who voted to retain McCarthy, they're not conservatives. That any member of Congress can and does vote to perpetuate the brutality, irresponsible spending of the unit party that runs the swamp, which should be a wake-up call for all Americans. In other words, anybody who voted for Kevin McCarthy is voting for the status quo, Republican or Democrat. Amen. Congress, uh, Congress can't stop spending and the Fed can't stop printing money. Modern monetary theory is a joke. Printing money back by nothing is a dangerous way to operate. It's a pathway to catastrophic economic failure. And we're almost there. What's so shocking is that several of our most prestigious conservative columnists and commentators agree with the rhinos regarding Kevin McCarthy. Mark Levin, Victor Davis Hanson, John Hendraker, for example, each of them are fiscal conservatives who grasp the nature of the disaster that is the Biden administration. If they are mad at Matt Gates, seems he's the bravest and sanest member of this Congress. Uh, hang on, are you ready? And it's all because they are all Fox News pundits. We all know that the Murdochs are Trump deranged. Every Fox host. Laura Ingram, Brian Kilmeade, for example, they're all anti-Matt Gates. What's up? Have they been warned against supporting McCarthy's ouster? That seems plausible. Does their citizenship of convenience, the Murdochs, are not Americans? Fox News is owned by people who are not Americans. They could not care less about the survival of America. They're globalists part of the World Economic Forum, proponents of a world government. The Republicans who are on the board of the World Economic Forum surely would love Kevin McCarthy, and they hate Donald Trump and Matt Gates. You, are you riding with me here? We're talking Fox News, folks. What if everything is about just perpetuating a war in Ukraine? We all know that Joe Biden's the most corrupt president in history. It's taken millions of dollars from China, Ukraine, Ukraine, they're just nations that we know about. The man and his family are a terrible blight on the country. He was installed, not elected. He's the puppet of the globalist left. He says and does what is ordered to say and do by his global masters. That should be obvious to everyone. Obviously, Obama's president. What if the reason for sending billions of taxpayer dollars to Ukraine is all about blackmail and a cover-up for the Biden family malfeasance? At this point in time, this is very likely the reason that the Democrats and the rhinos are willing to keep further bankrupting America in order to keep Ukraine placated. Anybody say amen? They're bankrupting us! Boom! Amen! Bringing in illegal immigrants! Amen. Doing everything they can to destroy us economically. Amen. What? What the hell is going on? Amen. 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 What? What if the reason for selling billions of taxpayer dollars to Ukraine is all about blackmail, the cover-up of the Biden family malfeasance? At this point, it's very likely. Keep scrolling down. Is it possible that every rhino who voted to keep McCarthy as speaker is also on the take? Let that sink in. Indeed, it is. How else do we explain the Union Party's compulsive drive to send billions of dollars we do not have to Ukraine? Ukraine is losing the war, and of course losing thousands of lives, a generation of young men, to a lost cause. Is it possible that every member of Congress who votes for the billions of Ukraine profit from war, do they profit from war? War is just an opportunity for them. War is just an opportunity for them. It's just dollars. What's going, what is the going rate for selling one's soul these days? It must not be much, for it cheapens each member of Congress who pretends the war is a humanitarian cause. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Putin would never have invaded Ukraine if Trump was in office. 
Trump understood that NATO on the Russian border was as senseless as if Russia was on our southern border. Look what's going on on our southern border. And look what was going on on Russia's border. And Russia said, no, we're going to stop it. But Biden is cabal warmongers crave for Putin to invade. They yearn for war. It's what makes them all fabulously wealthy. Just all those billionaires make Ukrainian oligarchs fabulously wealthy too. Since the war began, they're buying mansions in Switzerland, yachts moored in Monaco. This is a war for the military industrial complex and those who benefit from the war. They instigate war in order to benefit from it. Sadly, the same people who actively foment war also reducing are also reducing the world's population. What a coincidence. The same people are the ones who favor pandemics, lockdowns, toxic vaccines, abortion, I'll throw that in there, and the totalitarian costs that come from all those things. Matt Gates and eight of his colleagues are heroes. They stood up to the swampy uni party that has spent us into oblivion. It's gotten so bad our children and grandchildren will not be able to afford their own homes, their marriages, and their families. They will be servants to the whole of debt our amoral politicians have produced. This debt is so large, the interest on it will be larger than our defense budget next year. You hear that? First of all, we are paying, folks, the American people pay interest to money to the Federal Reserve, which is not an American institution. The Federal Reserve prints money, and we then pay interest to them. Something seriously, seriously wrong. Huh? Nothing will ever be paid on the principal. It's all part of the plan. What does Schwab say? You will own nothing and like it. This is what those who voted to retain Kevin McCarthy voted for. Only eight of them, only eight of them stood up, friends. Continued spending of money that we don't have. Every one of those Republicans who voted to keep Kevin McCarthy as speaker is loyal to a man who did not and could not put America people first. He was and remains a tool of his donors and lobbyists, and none of whom placed the sanctity of the United States as a priority. Don't ever forget Donald Trump drew the ire and the hatred of the left because he said, America first. Don't ever forget that, friends. Don't ever forget it. The vote to oust Kevin McCarthy should be an epiphany. The realization that neither political party gives a damn about the American people. Their own personal power, their reelection, the wealth they accrued by being in Congress, that's their goal. They vote again and again to spend wildly more money than actually even exists. And only eight Republicans had the balls to stand up. Again, those eight Republicans are heroes. They will surely be punished for their courage, but they should give us hope for the future. Slim hope to be sure. Eight out of one of 435. Eight out of 435. That's a sad commentary on the state of our nation. Come on in, Jack. I shouldn't have got Jack first because he's always late. You can't use the delay. Uh, I'm here. <laughs> oh, my word. Um, we need it. We need the Republican to Party, folks, is dead and a frog. The Republican Party is yeah. dead and a frog. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah, we we need to do these. These are optics. What what Gates, what gets Matt gets did. I'm not been a big fan of his, but what he did was absolutely correct. And if we would do that, we tried to do that in Maine. We tried to impeach Mills, but the Republicans didn't want to impeach their two top leaders that sided with the evil governor. Come on, folks. That's all we have to do. The optics is what wins. Hey, folks. This idea that Kevin McCarthy could be thrown out that quickly, he was stunned. Folks, do you think... uh, do you think the Republican Party wants Donald Trump to be Speaker of the House? 
That'd be something to watch, wouldn't it? Hell no, they don't. Hell no, they don't. Why? Because the gig's up if he is. Craig, come on in. The jock. Craig, then jock. Well, uh, eight's a good number because that's the number of people that were on the arc. Uh, <laughs> one thing is uh, I put in the chat, okay, uh, James Murdoch. Who's James Murdoch? Uh, son of Rupert. Okay. So why was he holding a fundraiser on October 4th, 2022 for Joe Biden and the Democrats in New York? Well, why didn't Fox News show that? Because the brothers, the sons are now running Fox News. Right. Okay. Not Rupert's even, out. They, they, All right. they may be Americans. They may be. I don't know. Okay. So they're, they're at the helms of this. So that's going to, everything's going to be filtered by the people that own the media. And that's when I put the second thing in the chat. The 1996 Telecommunications Act, I've said this numerous times, that whatever whatever free news we did have, and even then that would be questionable, whether you look at Walter Cronkite and all the others, at least it was better back then than what it was now. That changed the complete dynamics in this country because it became corporations. Forget calling it mainstream media. It's corporation media. The corporations own the media. <laughs> Who is selling ABC News? Disney. You think ABC News is going to cover the uh, people in Florida, the Disney employees that were involved in child sex trafficking in Florida? You think ABC News is going to cover that when Disney owns it? So the people aren't getting anything except what they can pick up pieces here and there on social media shows yeah. and platforms like we have right here. Amen. 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 Jock, come on in. Then Keith. Yeah, so yesterday, uh, Jim Jordan, he's putting in a bid for speaker. He voted for McCarthy. He voted for McCarthy. Go ahead. Oh, my gosh. You can't believe the dog and pony show that's going on. I think the Holy Spirit for, for opening our eyes the way they are. These people are scrambling like crazy. It's it's bread and circus. That's all it is. it is. They questioned him on what he would do first, and he went straight to the wall, and then he just ramped on and on and on about the wall and what we got to do about the wall, and then they threw in Ukraine, and I never saw a guy trip and stumble so much on live television. He just went around and around and around, and... What they're trying to do, people, you already know. They're just trying to gain confidence with the viewers that the few viewers that they have. But remember what the first three letters of confidence is, is con. And that's what this whole thing is. It's a con game. The American border is open and we're trying to close the Ukrainian border. Are, are we are something wrong with us? Something wrong with us or what here? Thanks, Jacques. Keith, come on in. Hey, yes, sir. I think you forgot one in there. I think they get a pretty uh, sweet uh, medical package, don't they? Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm from I'm from the government. I'm here to help, right, folks? Huh? Right? Look, look, it's unbelievable. They're murdering babies, gleefully murdering babies, and bringing in immigrants. Gleefully murdering babies and bringing in immigrants. Opening our border and having Ukrainians die to close theirs. It's amazing. Eileen, or is I, did I skip somebody? I'm sorry. Coach. Oh, yeah. Coach, I'm on, I'm on my phone. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, you, you know, Coach, I sent you a couple of links. You know, you're talking about the border being open. And what's crazy is we have a Christian family that's been here for 15 years in Tennessee. They fled Germany because it's illegal to homeschool your kids there. And now we're talking about deporting them back. Yeah. To Germany. And, and they've actually had kids or whatever happened to anchor babies. You know, they had kids here and now they're going to send them back. So there's like 45 lawmakers in, in uh, Tennessee that are trying to uh, get some things together to keep them here. So I sent you a link because our local homeschooling board, they're doing a petition where we you can sit there and you can reach out every day and talk and, and, and sign that petition to have those folks stay here. That's one thing. And then I sent you another link with a Freedom Law School. I was blessed to meet them when they were here in Austin. They had a great victory winning 
with the IRS. They had a big case that went on. It's on Rumble, and they were on Stu Peters at Cincel Inc. as well. Thank you, Brian. Via tax with both of them. Uh, let me let, let me say this. It's gonna make some of you mad. I don't care. The big rally at State House is it today? Big rally at State House. Big rally. Big what? <laughs> I've been to so many rallies at the State House. You think they care? Hey, look, I'm a rally guy. I show up, right? You think they freaking care? You think they care? No. No, they don't care until we put the pressure on them. See, it shouldn't be a rally at the state house. It should be a rally at their house, each individual house. How do we do that? I don't know. My, Eileen, I, I feel like I left somebody. I mixed Jock. Who did I miss? I called on. Coach, somebody. I'm high hands up when you get time. Okay. <laughs> well, it's up. Go, go. Me or Eileen? You. Go, Randy, then Eileen. Okay. Okay, thanks, Coach. Um, when, it's on, when I'm on my phone, it's hard to see. So, oh, hey, hey, Randy, you're a hero here, dude. What you've done, you deserve to come in. Go. Well, Coach, hope I can talk. You know, Coach, when you said you when you're mowing, you know, and you just you, the spirit of God just comes on you when you're when you get off and you can ponder and let Him just speak to you. And people, we got to do that. I mean, there's times you just have to go sit in the presence of God, let him download in you. Coach, you, you come in the show this morning, you're full of the Spirit, Coach. You're, you're full of the Holy Ghost. And, and that's what breaks the yoke. That's what sets everything free. And that's who we have to be, Coach. We can demonstrate from now on it can mean nothing. But when we go manifest the power of God in us, in our body, through us to the places we go to the actions we do coach it's a total different animal it, it's it's a totally different coach and that's the difference we, we got to just quit just thinking like oh there's a hundred things we need to do let's just go do one of them no sit down in the presence of god and let him tell you no i want you to go do this one yes right and, and then go do it and then go to appeal to heaven rather than an appeal to our elected officials. How about that? So, Coach, one more thing. Eight, eight, Craig hit on this. Craig hit on this. Eight, it, that, why eight of all numbers? Because eight is the number. This is the Holy Spirit thing that's going on in the house. It's going to wake up everything. It's going to change everything. Eight is the number for new beginnings. Yeah. I've watched all, everything he's been doing, Coach. I've been... Watching the numerology, Craig can he can verify this, and people that understand numerology can. It's because God is he's 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 a numerical. He does things in patterns, and he, he shows us. So, eight is the number for new beginnings, Coach. There's something is getting ready to flip in the house and in the in the political arena. It's flipping. Amen. 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 Well, uh, right. Dave, Boom. Dave, let me, let's Dave, behave Dave, here. Let's, let's behave here. Eileen's next. No problem. Uh, two things. Number one, I had an aha moment a couple of days ago. I didn't realize BlackRock had purchased Fox. I saw that BlackRock owns Fox. So that explains a lot right there. <laughs> and number two, the Supreme Court refuses to take up the case where the uh, pro-life individuals were fined two million dollars for exposing the baby harvesting i believe they're in dc amen i I'm, i know it's 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 a, the, the lord loves justice and judgment americans don't by the way the church doesn't the church doesn't love justice and judgment that's that's where we're in the mess we're in thanks eileen dale and judah uh, I didn't know if you want to let Craig in. You want me to come in? Yes. You. Uh, amen, brother. Coach, man, uh, watching, watching uh, Matt Gates up there on the floor, brother. It is absolutely awesome. And then him throwing Donald Trump's name into the hat was an incredible thing. Now, the Lord, Republicans are the Republicans are crapping their pants because the last thing they want is Donald Trump as speaker. And, 
And not only that, Coach, he's speaking something I've not heard any represent. He's up there talking about Brexit. He's talking about the dollar. He's talking about those things that we're aware of that could literally destroy this country like never before. And, Coach, they're up there talking about Ukraine, and nobody, not a peep, is being talking about the people in Hawaii anymore. <laughs> Nothing. More people died in Hawaii, right, in those fires over there than all the people who died during Hurricane Katrina, right, or yeah. any other major storm pretty much combined in the past 10 years is an incredible thing. Now, here's another, just a testimony, Coach. We don't even know where Look, the kids are either, Dale. We don't even know where the kids are. Abso absolutely, right? And, of course, it's it, it's about that money up that borders. But here's a, here's a great testimony also, Coach, down here. Wednesday night, man, we had prayer and intercession called Pushing Back, Pushing Back, right? The saltwater intrusion that's been coming up the river. I was going to talk about that this morning. Saltwater going up the Mississippi. Go ahead, Dale. Wait, wait, Coach. Guess what came out this morning? This morning, right now, they're saying it has slowed down, and it. I don't even know if it's going to hit where I'm at now. Brother, we pushed back, and yeah. now the saltwater intrusion has slowed. You know, you're, you're talking about a mountain moving, right? And so it has slowed down, brother. We're going to turn that thing around through what? Fervent prayer. Fervent prayer. The Lord, only the Lord can turn it around, Dale. Only the Lord can. Not some Republican, uh, not uh, some crew, crew of engineers. No, no, no. Only the Lord can do it. That's where we are, folks. We're not desperate enough yet. Judah, come on in. Yeah, Coach. You know, what is great is just seeing how the Holy Spirit is moving. And for people to understand, you know, you can't move a parked car. If you receive the Holy Spirit and you're asking for his vision, his understanding, and you're asking to be used for his purpose, you are going to be doing things that are way beyond because you see in the spiritual world. Amen. Amen. You see the truth. You know, Second Peter first twenty-one, for prophecy never had its origin in human will, but in prophets through humans, working through humans, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Mm. What does the Holy Spirit say here? This is very unique. You know, people are talking about BlackRock acquiring all these things. As you go into the other side, the spiritual side, they may acquire all these things. As they acquire and acquire and acquire, they may acquire more. As the crash happens, all of those assets will be liquidated. And we, the people, will buy back the land that God has given to people. It was incredible to be last weekend to be with uh, Colonel Ivan Ranklin at Bards of War and the Bards Fest. Mm -hmm. Resistance chicks got a hold of Ivan. Other pastors put their hands on Ivan. And I'm telling you what, there's a mighty work happening there. But if you look on Ivan's, uh, on his uh, website right now, is, uh, what do you call that? Uh, 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 I don't know, the um, Substack stuff. Last night, he wrote a letter to the president. Wrote a letter to President Trump. And what's lined out in there is, is absolutely coming from him. Fire. Absolute fire, because he is now 100% calling out Jim Jordan. Mm. Jim Jordan is not to hold the keys to the kingdom. And if Trump comes through there and opens that door, the, the, the rocking key to this entire thing is J6 and releasing the films. Once Amen. we get that release across the entire nation to know that your government hid all the information and to try to destroy its own people, the fire God won't be able to stop the people who are coming. <laughs> sun's coming up. That's what I'm saying. The sun's Amen. coming up. Huh? The Lord's putting Amen. the pieces in place, Judah. Amen, buddy. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, let's see. Roger, then Jeff. Yeah, I, Dave, I agree the sun is coming up. It is clear things are turning. But I would just say this, though. As the sun is coming up, 
they ain't we're not going to wake up someday and it's all going to be wonderful uh-uh. um people need to prepare deep state whatever you want to call it they still have tricks in their bag that are going to affect you personally your family personally and wisdom would call us to understand that and to be prepared whatever preparedness may be like whether it be hard assets whether it be food whether it be get your dental work done whether it be spend more time in god's word um i would just say that i believe it is turning there's no doubt but um it's not going to we're not going to wake up one day and everything is great and the federal reserve is canceled and and so forth they're fighting like a cat and dog and just be prepared and and and, and if you don't know what that means call chad Amen. call me that's it, right it, you know call dave because it, it's it's not going to be an easy turn it's they're not. they're going to get even uglier they're going to they, burn the it, place down rather than yeah, give it up brother. that that day that's what i'm saying and and um yes and and yes i trust my lord but he gives me wisdom to talk to people i agree with you dave they're it's it they're gonna burn the place down as they fall that's right that's right they already are just unbelievable yeah, yes right? yes america's broke that means we're all broke folks we're all broke thanks roger jeff then craig coach you spoke about being in the game and being in the battle Yesterday, and I want to talk with you sometime today. I need to make a phone. We need to talk. But I've got, had a conversation yesterday with our old buddy, Tom Condit. It's about a 45-minute call. And, boy, he's fired up. I mean fired up. So, and as I'm listening this morning, this is why I just come to the conclusion. I'm going to pull Matt Gates. So, we're going to, I want to talk to you today, and I'm going to talk to Tom Condit. It's just, it's time. It's time. Yep, it's time. It's time. See, well, we uh, we don't want to face what we have to do. That's what it is. Amen. Amen. Thanks, uh, Jeff. Uh, Craig, Roger, your hand's still up. Craig. So, when God brought the Israelites, right, the Hebrews out of Egypt, He had to keep reminding them. He goes, "Remember this." Remember this. Remember this. Right. Coach, where were we at January 6th this year? Uh, I was in D.C. And we were in front of? Supreme Court. And what was going on in Congress that day? Uh, Remind me. They were fighting over who was going to be the speaker. Uh, That's when they first adjourned. Oh, that's right. And, and who and who was all in play with all this? Matt Gates and all the other. Go back and look at the news on January sixth. Who? What case was coming up? The Brunson case was going to have its initial hearing. Right? It was coming to be heard. And I don't know exactly. I could try to figure out. I know. I know it was me, you, Myra, Rusty, Steve Deck, and they brought. I think Rita. I'm not sure he brought another person. Okay. But if you start counting the numbers, we're about right close to eight. But I know what we did do. You turned the show over at 7.15 a.m. And people came in the show That's right. and prayed as Steve Deck held his phone and he had an amplifier wow, that's at the right. steps of the Supreme at the Supreme Court. Yep. And 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 the eighth person was this show. Right? <laughs> Praying against the Supreme Court and over our nation and interceding. Amen. I forgot all about that, Craig. Wow. Well, that's that's because we we really don't expect God to really answer our prayers. But when we really when we really walk in His will and we really go back and we reflect where we've been and we've asked the Lord to move in His His manner, He's shown up mightily. Amen. Amen. Amen, Craig. Uh, just kind of a self-promotion, 9 o'clock today. I'm on with John Diamond on Brideon.tv. We'll get into some more of this stuff today, but 9 o'clock. I'm sorry they don't have call-in. I, I, love, the, I love dialogue. I love the back and forth, man. George, quickly. Go, George. Um, the Speaker of the House is third in line from the President. That's right. Joe sure. Biden died January 20th, 21. He was sworn in at 1147. It was never official. 
And um, thank you. <laughs> Let me get that tinfoil hat. George is becoming a good tinfoilist. And Where Kamala Harris is not a naturalized citizen. That's right. That's right. Go ahead, Jack, quickly. Yeah, real quick. What, what Whoever just said it, God kept having to remind the Hebrews of what had happened just recently. That's what some of us, that's what our, our calling is. We keep reminding. Don't forget that 15 years ago till today, the, the interest that we pay China on the debt is a sufficient to fund the entire Chinese military. So you and I, if you're so inclined to give the government your money, are funding the Chinese military. Hello, yes. wake up. Yes. And don't, please, again, don't conflate build a wall with close the border. Trump could have closed the border within 48 hours, and none of this would have happened instead of trying to build a wall. We can always build a wall, but you can close the border in 48 hours. All right, so here it is, Jack. I'm out of time. Here it is. I'm, I'm out of time. The reality of it is Isaac Yoder's in jail. They want to throw Bill Dunphy in jail. Joe Biden's son's walking free. We still don't know who Epstein's uh, uh, clients were. They won't close the border. They're policing the law-abiding. See you tomorrow. No, what is it? See you. See you tomorrow. Is today Friday? Today's Friday. (laughs) TGIF. See you Monday. God bless you.